Named after the mechanism that separates the sweet wort from the spent grains, False Bottom Girls features two beer experts filtering through the brewing industry to guide listeners through the wonderful, yet sometimes confusing, world of beer. Hi, my name is Rachel Hudson. I'm the co-owner and head brewer of Pilot Brewing in Charlotte, North Carolina, and an advanced Cicerone. Hi, I'm Jen Blair. I'm the beer program coordinator with New Realm Brewing in Atlanta, Georgia, and I am also an advanced Cicerone. Welcome, everyone, to False Bottom Girls. Thank you for joining us. That's Rachel. That's Jen. And we got it figured out. (laughs) (laughs) So welcome. We are talking today about hybrid beer styles. We're going to start to get a little bit more granular in some of our beer styles. So if you are one of our patrons on our Patreon page, you have by this point been able to listen to our first episode, which was about box. So just quickly, because I know we promised we wouldn't spend a ton of time on our Patreon every single time, but just kind of at the start of this, I wanted to point out that as part of our, we have three tiers on our Patreon, levels two and three are able to get access to exclusive bonus episodes every month. Those episodes are specifically about beer styles. So it kind of, um, I think it will make a good comparison for people who think that we drink during our regular episodes and get progressively drunk um, <laughs> because we don't. Yeah. Although I was just talking about how I've had way too much coffee. Yeah. And not that morning. we're against it. It's just early. Right. That's all. Right. We, yes, we record <laughs> very early on Sunday mornings. Um, but with the bonus episodes, we select beer styles and really go in depth. And that also involves us having commercial examples of each one. So if you really want to hear what it sounds like when Rachel and I are drinking during these episodes and drinking (laughs) like progressively more during the episode, um, then those will be great to check out. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. bad. You're fine. We're fine. We're just (laughs) funny. We're talking about beer styles. So that's um, all to say in our episode about box, we were discussing how different box can actually be different colors. And it kind of kicked off the idea that we should have an episode where we really dive into some of the finer points of beer styles because there are several different beer styles. And I found as a beer judge that people don't maybe necessarily get into the nitty gritty of the guidelines to know if you're entering say, a beer to guard, you're supposed to, you know, uh, specify, is this brown, blonde, amber? And if you don't, that's not necessarily like the, you know, you don't like get a zero points. You know, your judges can typically infer what you meant, like what mm-hmm. that beer is supposed to be. Uh, but there are several beer styles where there can be light versions and dark versions. Yeah. Particularly if you're going, um, if you're entering something into a competition, that's why it's important to read those guidelines. Uh, But there are beer styles where you should be specifying what the color is, what the strength is. So we're going to talk about a few of those today. And then we're also going to talk about some of the hybrid beer styles. And we are also also going to talk about (laughs) whether they should correctly be called hybrid beer styles or not. But Let's start with styles that can be multiple yeah. colors. And yeah. when we're talking about, sorry, 
I acted like I was going to let you talk and I am not, <laughs> uh, but I will briefly, but when we were talking about styles, we're talking about a specific sub style that can be different colors. So it's not, um, you know, the like ales can be light colored or they could be dark colored. Not like that. Yeah. We're getting like much more specific and granular and doing deeper dives into specific styles. Yeah. Now I will let you talk. Yeah, no, exactly. Like you were saying, as a beer novice, when you're getting into this, it can be very confusing if if you're used to a Weizenbach, a dark malted one. Let's say you've had Schneider Aventinas before. You know this is a dark beer. Weizenbach is a style. And now I here I am and I give you a Weizenbach that's pale. So the, that can be very confusing when you are trying to learn about these styles. And I'll also note that we are referring to BJCP styles. Yes, thank you. Because we that's what we do. So you should know that by now. <laughs> yes if we are ever referring to other style to guidelines yeah. yes if we are we ever referring you. to other yes we will we will say this is bjcp yeah. or this is brewers association or i can't imagine we would talk about u.s open beer and styles, brewers but. association like other sub style other sets of styles aren't really going to change what we're talking about here today correct so it's not like you're getting a whole new world it's, right. just it's not that, like a pale weizenbach is called by another name exactly brewers association. we're just uh, referring to BJCP. That's yes. what, that's where we're pulling these stuff from. So first on my list is Saison's. I know we've had an episode about Saison's before. Uh, it's pronounced Saison. Saison. And then you have to have this long, awkward pause. <laughs> like you're a Frenchman. And you need someone to recognize what the dignity of what you just said. <laughs> because we are nothing if not dignified. Yeah. So Saison is... I'm not going to dive into the style because there's a whole episode on that and it's way too much. I could go in forever, but it's a very good episode. Check it out. It is. But Saison could be like literally whatever color you want it. I mean, literally, like if you put fruit in it, obviously it's going to take the color of the fruit. You can have pale malted versions, dark malted versions. Um, we've made a, a midnight Saison one time that used it uh, midnight wheat. wheat. So it was dark. Yeah. Um, yeah. Going back to it's a farmhouse style. So whatever yeah. was around, whatever, is, whatever you surround. Yeah. That's what you got. And that's okay. It can be pale. It can be brown. It can be red. It could be murky. I mean, what there's other colors? No Name five more colors. Yellow, purple, <laughs> orange, green, blue. Oh, blue. I don't want to see a blue saison. I don't want to see a green beer. I don't want to see a green beer anyways, but you could, I guess. And it'll still be a saison. The point is, is that it can literally be any other color and it doesn't mean it's wrong. Now, if you give me an amber ale and it's black, I'm going to tell you that this is not an amber ale. Correct. Because it's not amber. Right. It's black. But saison can be everywhere. Um, and beer de garde as well. Beer de garde is typically broken down into brune, blonde, and amber. Um brown sorry i said brune like oh, a european way brown yeah, you're, blonde you're and amber okay yeah. ambry blonde brown, with an e. brown yellow and amber brown yellow amber <laughs> brown yellow red <laughs> but so that that is a, a noticeable difference between saison and beer de garde like beer de garde is specifically broken down into these three main variations of colors now I'm not going to say if you give me a beer guard that's fruited with raspberries. So now it's red because of that reason. I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. You just made a beer guard with raspberries, which is fine. But 
we're talking about like maybe style example, you know, BJCP style examples, like what you should find out in the wild. If you were roaming around in North of France, you're hitting all these beer to guard breweries. I'm sure you would find a range within these three colors, brown, blonde, and amber. Yes. And again, this is a good note. If you are making a beer to guard, it's, I would say it's kind of an intermediate thing as a home brewer or as a regular brewer to understand that, you know, I, I think most people, when they think of beer to guard, think of something that is brown, but yes. it doesn't have to be. So yes. it's good to know that when you're formulating your recipe, right? Because you have a little bit more interpretation into how that beer to guard is going to look and taste. Uh, but also if you're entering it into a competition, you're going to, you should specify, and it does say that in the guidelines, that you need to specify what color it is intended to be, um, especially because if you get a pedantic judge like myself, I will make a note on your spreadsheet if you do not tell me what color it was supposed to be to let you know that you were supposed to tell me what color it was supposed to be. <laughs> she has. She's even called me out on that before. She's like, what strength <laughs> is this Saison? I'm like, ah, uh, standard. She's like, okay. <laughs> like, uh, I feel attacked. I, uh, <laughs> I don't remember what I was looking. I was looking something up, but, oh, I also wanted to point out, I know we're specifically talking about color, but Saison, I'm trying to find beer to guard real quick. Saison is, can be such a wide range of alcohol too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like guard, three, three to 9%. Yeah. I believe. And so Saison is broken up into a strength uh, standard as well, like mm-hmm. uh, session saison, standard saison, and strong saison. Super saison. Super super saison. That's what it is. So, beer to guard is not that um, wide of a range of alcohol percentage, uh, like six and a half to eight or something I like believe that. So. Look at yeah. us knowing our stats. Maybe, I maybe. I mean, within <laughs> within like half a point. Within <laughs> half a point, right? Or, right. <laughs> I am looking up bearded guard just to double check real quick but yeah six to eight and a half percent so you're not going to get a well within bjcp styles you probably you really shouldn't get the like a low abv bearded guard but you might get that with saison just to be a little bit more confusing so darker versions of bearded guard and saison are going to come from like more malt character uh richer malt complexity or sweetness from maybe crystal malts where like paler versions will have more hop character but they're still beer to guard specifically are still malt focused beers so you could have a very very happy saison but you not might not have very happy beer to guard right which also makes sense if we think about what kinds of malts you're going to use to make a paler version the hop character is going to show more because mm-hmm. you're using malts that don't have quite as much flavor development Whereas exactly. if you're making a darker beer, you're making it darker because you're using malts that have been processed for longer and have developed those browning reactions and Maillard reactions and higher, higher, or I shouldn't say higher, but darker kinds of flavors. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. If you're going yeah. to have a paler beer, your hops are going to probably stand out a little bit more. Not yeah. in every case, but in not that it's hoppy. something like beer to guard. Yeah. It should still yeah. be a malt forward beer. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I think that's good. Move on to Weizenbox, where we're talking about the exact same thing. We have different color options. Um, we have pale versions and dark versions. Uh, dark versions are more common for sure. Uh, I know for me, 
that I, I did not know that for the longest time, probably until I really started to study more about beer. I just thought, you know, Schneider Aventinus was my, I mean, it was a beer I, we always had on draft my capital house. So the, mm-hmm. this is one of the first beers I even learned in general with Schneider Aventinus. So that could be really confusing for someone who spends the world of, you know, 19 age, 19, 20, 21, thinking like, Oh, and then some days, one day someone gives you a, a Weinstein Ventus, which is a pale Weizenbach. So that, you know, just not that this is a hard concept to understand. It's just, we're just pointing out the differences and why, right. why on your journey of beer, why it's okay to maybe be confused as why this Weizenbach is pale. Right. Just and also, it. right. To be, uh, you know, as you're doing things like judging beer or, you know, learning exactly. more, going through Cicerone, these are those kinds of finer points that is going to be the difference between you passing and you not passing. And I say that as a person yeah. who has asked about Weizenbach specifically on a particular exam, I won't say what one, um, and it probably was the difference between me not passing and me passing if only I had known more more about Weizenbach. I do now. Yeah. And tests like that aren't like there to trick you necessarily. It is like a test your knowledge, but you don't want to, if you're judging a competition, you don't want to write off someone's Weizenbach just because it's pale. Right. Um, Cause that would, that would really suck for that person. But at the same time, if you are judging, you probably are judging BJCP style guidelines and you probably have the guideline right there next to you. So, and if you read it, it will say pale and dark versions are okay. So right. don't worry. This isn't like, you got all the tools that you need out there in the world to right, understand right, this stuff. Right. It's not going to be like a red wire, blue wire. Yeah. Kind of situation. Hopefully but, not. That would be a weird, a weird situation to find yourself in. Yeah. Like, ha, I gotcha. Right. Like, no, you're just being rude. With, yeah. Well, now we can't save the president because you didn't know there was a pale or dark version of the bison. <laughs> and again, like the darker version is going to have more malt complex characters that is where the dark color of the beer comes from from darker malts so those aromas and flavors do cross over into your finished product um whereas pale obviously you're going to have a little bit more pale more hop uh pale color but more hop complexity so the not to say that one is right or wrong they're both right for what they are even uh well-aged versions might take on sherry like comp complexity from those like uh, likes the oxidized Maillard products that can happen from like maltine and kettle boy not that that's part of one being pale or dark that will be up to you on your malt color but just like to point out that you can have both in the Weizenbach world um and then moving on to IPAs uh so IPAs a little bit easier. You've you as an American consumer drinker have seen tons of black IPAs, red IPAs, probably even some white IPAs out in the market. Um, even like Belgian IPAs, which so so IPA to me, we're talking about American West Coast style. A typical if you don't know anything about IPAs except the way it looks, you're probably going to think orange maybe maybe copper you know depending on the malt amber uh if you see if it looks like orange juice that is a new england ipa that is a no-no you just go ahead and (laughs) go ahead and return that one you don't need that this is the first i'm hearing that you don't like new england i don't think that's true i don't think that's true (laughs) 
Now, New England IPA is not in BJCP style guidelines yet. It is. It, it is. Yes, it's well, added as a supplement. Oh. For like our test? Mm-hmm. Where where is that in this book? Do you have the printed <laughs> do you have the printed guidelines? Yeah, from 2015. Yeah, it's not in the printed guidelines, but if it's you go the to the BJCP one. website. Uh, they have it. Well, it's not on our master syllabus, so that's good. Yeah, it is. Fuck. <laughs> look at that thing again. <laughs> well, I'll, I'm just going to write, like, I don't like them, so you don't need to know my opinion. Yeah, you can be a, consci- a conscientious objector. I'm just going to take about it. the point deduction. Like, no! <laughs> Anyways, so New England IPAs look like orange juice, but they're still orange, I guess. But they look like crap. But you're not you're not going to get I guess there's a uh, different shades that color might come in, but you're not going to get a dark New England IPA. Just put right. it that way. Well, yet. we'll yet. see. <laughs> Maybe black IPAs have just been hazy this whole time. Right. Maybe. So, so yeah, I- different colors of IPAs, I think is really interesting because the particularly the BJCP guidelines are very much a product of their time. So the 2015 guidelines yes. actually came out somewhere around 2013, 2014. Yeah. And it took a couple of years for people to adopt them officially from the 2008 guidelines. Yeah. And the, you know, around, again, think back to 2010, 11, 12, when craft breweries are um, opening up everywhere and everything is an IPA, things like the red, the brown, the black, the white, those the Belgian, those are all very like 2012 beer styles that you don't mm-hmm. really see anymore. Yeah, you're starting to see more black IPAs. I need everybody to keep making black IPAs because they're one of my favorite styles. Yeah. Uh, but That's things like awesome. a, a brown and a red IPA, you know, they're they're they're, they're a funny one because their stats are exactly the same, same yeah. SRM, same IBUs. Yeah same alcohol range, but you really, you really, really don't see brown IPAs, which confusingly used to be called Texas brown ales, even though it. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. They originated, they originated in California, but they were so-called Texas brown ales for some reason. I thought dogfish was like kind of the leader in brown IPA with their Indian brown ale. Uh, They were. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I was learning about beer, Dogfish Indian Brown Ale was like a top seller. And then we had Mendocino Red Tail Ale, which is like a red red IPA, and Humboldt Nectar County Ales, which had a red IPA. And then you got this is just beers I sold all the time. Um, Southern Tier Inequity came out when I was. Oh, that is so good. When I That's maybe, a double black IPA. Yeah, like like end of Capitol House, maybe starting at Hardywood. I don't really remember. But what I do remember is that the owner of Hardywood hated like IPAs the way I hate New England IPAs. He's like, just brew a hoppy Schwartz beer. <laughs> yeah, but that's not the same thing. It's, it's not to me, but you know, teach his own. Sure. You do have different colors. Like in these arc styles, you can find and BJCP breaks it down as red, brown, black, white. Um, and there, there's Belgian, there's Imperial as well. But like for the colors, Belgian IPAs, I feel like are typically going to be on the pale to yellow to gold inside Mm -hmm. to like a normal American IPA. I I don't see, I've never seen a black Belgian IPA. Not that you couldn't do it. You can make a black IPA and put a Belgian yeast string in there. I might do that. That sounds kind of good. I don't know if it would be good. It doesn't sound very good, actually. I don't know. I'd have to think about that. 
multi malt fruit esters. Yeah, it would depend on what like a light quarter. You use. <laughs> yeah, it would depend on what Belgian strain you use. I don't know if it would be good, but yeah, you could probably get a good marriage of. You would have to be very strain specific, and very yeah. specific about your malt bill and your hops. So basically, you would have to make a recipe. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> but but Belgian and like these IPAs that we're talking about too do have different yeast characters or yeast strings. So like red, brown, black are going to have like an American ale, but white, you're going to want to use a Belgian wit. Um, or you, you, sorry, you can use a Belgian wit or you can brew an American or you can brew a wit beer and use an American yeast. So a white IPA can be either. Oh, one. that's a good point. I like that. Somebody recently did a presentation on white IPA. So oh, somebody okay. is a bit of an expert and hoping she gets asked about it on the master's. I guess I'm going to have to watch that presentation. (laughs) That's a good point. Like the white IPA I've done was like basically half American malt bill, American IPA malt bill, half Belgian wit malt bill. So like wheat and barley, (laughs) like a little (laughs) bit, a little bit of Munich for some color, maybe just like a little bit, but the coriander orange peel are like the main ingredients in my Belgian white IPA with Belgian wit string. But I do like the idea of doing a wit style with American yeast string mm. and hopping mm. that up. I'm going to do that next time. Thank you. You're but, welcome. Uh, so black IPAs, th- this is like a black ale that's very hoppy. We're talking no yeast, char- not a lot of yeast character. This is more about the malt and the hop. Same with brown, same with red. They're very much a product of the color, brown, red, black. Um, and then they're supposed to be hoppy. These are still hoppy beers, hop forward beers, not malt forward. Correct. And one thing I will say, so I mentioned a few minutes ago that red and brown IPA have the exact same stats. I think that's a really good example of how beers can have the same SRM range and be very different. So when I'm saying they have the same SRM range, I'm not saying that they have the exact same color because one is very clearly red and the other one is very clearly brown. You can have some overlap. This is a range. Yeah. Right. But you can have a, a 14 SRM and have it be red or have a 14 SRM and have it be brown. That's uh, yeah, that's that's weird. But it should look red and it should look brown. Don't get me wrong. Yes, I just wanted to clarify that. That's weird. When I say they have the exact same range, I'm not saying that they have the exact same color color. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to move on to Belgian beer and the Belgian beer is so wide. I'm not talking about one particular style. Obviously, if you look through BJCP, there's a ton of styles. There's Trappist ales, Belgian strong ales, Belgian ale. <laughs> hey, there's so many different styles. And then, of course, sub styles in those. My point, you could look through all those. Obviously, a Trappist blonde is supposed to be blonde. A double is going to be you know, a brownish color. Triple is going to be a lighter color, but these are standards that we have as Americans have set for ourselves to help judge beer, to help create a language that we can communicate with each other. This is not realistic on what really happens over in Belgium. So Belgian brewers brew what they want. It could be, this is a, my brown colored beer. It could be any, it could be anything. They have any hop level, any spice added or any level of spice, any type of yeast, it's different. It's very much like like uh, farmhouses. Belgian brewers very much act like farmhouses. They brew what they want. They brew what's with around them. There's no Rinhatsabot. 
there's no standard styles are falling. They're making the beer that's unique to their brewery. Whereas, so I think Imperial Triple is a really good example. I consider like, I don't, I was taught, if you will, growing up, uh, Van Steenberg Gudendrock was a beer we always had on draft. It was just, I, I feel like I should look it up real quick, but it was like categorized to me as a Belgian Imperial Triple. Um, which is a dark style triple. Right. I thought, okay. Like, uh, like I thought a food and Belgian was... strong dark ale. Right. I was about to say, I thought that thing. was like a, yeah. So, but the point being that the Belgian brewers do not give a shit about, they American don't give a guy shit. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> you, you see this, you're like, what the fuck is Imperial triple? I didn't learn that there's triple there's Belgian star dark ale. There's no Imperial triple not. And now I pour this beer and it's dark colored. So now I'm really confused, but that's my point is like, when you go over there, when you're drinking Belgian beer, you kind of got to take all that, put it aside. Right. And just, yeah, exactly. Experience yeah. it for what it is. Yeah. Don't like dive into, you know, I'm judging this beer. Now, if you are judging Belgian beer, that's when you use whatever guidelines are set before you to judge that beer. All right. So yeah, that covers some hybrid styles. I'm sorry, not hybrid styles, but styles that are different in color and which we, you know, might be presented to you in one way in an unrecognizable way this hopefully will help explain some of that um so moving on we're going to talk about the next set of what see we're, we're talking about gears that are kind of like different from what you are taught in the beginning of brewing right like ales do this lager yeast do this so traditionally before we talk about the difference let's talk about i i hate to say like normal way um, or how about the most common way? I like that because it's not unnormal. And, you know, Jen and I like talked about specifically the word hybrid, and we've been using that for this whole episode because it's easy transitional word for you to understand. And like, okay, this is different from what a style should be. And I feel like I should just continue to back up and say what, <laughs> what I should be, you know? So when we're talking about beer, fermentation of beer, when you learn about beer, it's really easy to just kind of, you know, put it into two broad categories. We talk about ale um, yeast and lager yeast. You also will hear the, the category wild beer. Um, I think uh, when I learned about beer, there was like three types or two types of beer. There's ales and there's lagers. And these are the differences and if you can regurgitate that information, good, you're like at the first step. There's also like wild yeast out there that creates a third style of beer, right? But here we are, we're going to be talking in, in the styles that we are talking about um, are going to involve a ale or lager yeast. So traditionally, ales are fermented with an ale yeast string. They're fermented at a higher temperature than lagers are, typically around you know, 66 to 74 degrees. Um, Belgian ales can range higher um, and not, and you know what? Uh, all what? yeast can ferment at any high temperature. Like, I just want to put oh, right. that. Yes. I want to yes. make that clear. Whether this is the control yeah, whether it will be good, <laughs> right. Yeah. Whether so it yeast, will taste good is a different story. So yeast just like loves to just do its thing and reproduce more yeast and grow and produce uh, CO2 and produce ethanol. But, and it will do that faster, the higher the temperature is. And if you don't control that temperature, it's just going to 
do whatever it wants to do. And the yeast really like that, but that's not going to give you the flavors you want, right? So this is why we say ales are brewed at this range of temperature. This is what you should do as a brewer. Um, this is what the yeast will naturally do. Um, so, and then lagers and uh, being fermented at a lower temperature and, you know, around 50 degrees. And whereas they're being cold conditioned and cellared and um, taking on a whole different style of an ale fermentation. And these are two different types of yeast strings. And then within those yeast, you have your substyles. You have Belgian ales, bison ales, you know, English ales, lagers, double um, lager strings. I guess different lager strings include like, help me spit some out, Jen, because I am um, only using high pressure lager yeast at my library. <laughs> can't remember the last time there's like an augustiner lager yeast there's uh maybe a bavarian lager yeast I, I need to go back and look but there's different types right so we're talking about and we now we say the term hybrid so this is like a, us a way to describe the differences the the contrasts the, the exceptions to the rules these these fermentations of these styles that we're going to talk about are the exception to the rules would you think that is an okay way to say it Yes, um, I think so. In and a way, exception to like the rules in a way, like what you learn in the beginning of beer learning. Right. I think about this that? is, I think that's the best way to put it because I feel like something like these, these hybrid styles that we're going to talk about is kind of beer 201, right? Beer 101 is learning, like you sure. said, about the brewing yeah. process. These are the four ingredients. This is ale yeast versus lager yeast. And just like anything, right? You, you learn that, okay, well, most of the time this is the case, but sometimes there are special cases that don't quite fit that mold. Yeah. So that's, I think that that is a better way of looking at it as rather than using the term hybrid. Yes. We'll talk about that in a few minutes, uh, but yeah. I understand why hybrid is an easier concept yes. to get across than yeah. everything that we just said. And we didn't make up this term hybrid. Like I've seen that thrown around everywhere. Right. We it's do not hybrid like the term hybrid. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't think it describes what's really going on very well. Correct. So why don't we start by talking about some of these beer styles? Sure. So on that note... <laughs> Um, so Kolsch, Kolsch is what I have down here first in my notes. This is a top fermented lager beer, right? So I guess I didn't really explain that when you have an ale fermentation, a lot of that action is taking place in like up top on like the, of the fermenter where you have this big vat of wort, whether it's just a five gallon carboy or 240 barrel fermenter a lot of that yeast in that Krausen is gathering on top of the fermenter. So this is a, this is like a typical ale fermentation. This is where it takes place in the vessel. Loggers do the opposite. Like the action will continue to go along um, in the bottom, like towards the cone or just towards the bottom of the carboy, whatever you're using. And it just means like this is the area within the wart, within the vessel of where this action is taking occurred. Um, of um, course, yes. One thing that I learned yes. today, which I feel like, I don't know if I had ever actually read it somewhere, but the reason why ale yeast is top fermenting is because not the only reason, but 
one of the main reasons is because most ale yeast strains are hydrophobic. So they don't, which means that they ah. don't like water. So they try to escape the, the water and they do that by moving to the top of the fermenting wort. Whereas lager yeast, I don't, I don't think that lager yeast is hydrophilic. I don't think it loves water, but I think that it just doesn't hate water the mm -hmm. same way that ale yeast does. So that is why it's top fermenting versus bottom fermenting. That is very interesting. That is very interesting. There's definitely exceptions to that rule, though. Like um, there are some lager strains that will top ferment. Correct. Yes, you can have a top yeah. fermenting lager yeast. And you can have uh, a bottom fermenting ale yeast. It's almost as if all things can't just be put into two categories, two static categories. It's almost like so many things exist on a spectrum. Oh my God. What a concept. If only right? we could apply that to more areas of the world. Right. It's, yeah. It's weird how that works. Anyway, let's keep talking about. Sorry. Kolsch. Kolsch. So I had to go on that sidebar because Kolsch is a top fermented lager beer. There you so go. That's needed, one of our. I needed to explain why with those words met. So yes. Thank you for explaining. You're welcome. And so. Kolsch uh, is fluid, right? It's fluid it's, yes because it's a top fermenting i'm not making a pun it sounds like i'm making a pun right now i and i'm really not there is one in there somewhere so if you're I'm listening sorry. to this and you can think of one let us know i will probably remember or like think of one at like 3 a.m this morning uh, i am not making a pun i'm just saying the pulse is fluid because it's a lager yeast that ferments on top on top fermenting lager so, and then it goes through a lagering process like lagers do, even though it's an ale yeast. Correct. So we're going to go, we're going to cold condition it. Right. And that is a good point to make also when we're talking about that. I think people can get caught up on is that you can have a beer that is a lager, right? A lager can be noun or a verb. You can also lager a beer. So you can yes. lager Thank you. an ale. So it's kind of good like- point. I think is kind of like cheese, how you can have a cheddar cheese, but you can also cheddaring is a process that's done to cheese. So you can cheddar oh, a cheese. Nice. No, that's very correct. That's a very good point because that's something that I, as someone who's talked about beer for so many years, take for granted and forget to explain people. Right. You know, so good point. Thank you. Uh, so, I mean, Kolsch is typically clear. It, well, it is clear in color. It's going to have a little bit of fruitiness from the ale yeast string, unlike a lager would, but it will be, it should go through that lagered process. So, um, which is going to help cl clarify it and in cologne, probably naturally carbonate it. Um, cologne, okay. And cologne, Germany is where Kolsch is originated from now so to be a true style kolsch you have to be brewed in cologne and under the kolsch convention the kolsch convention is basically an appellation um but kind of recently put together 1986 yes and kolsch convention i have to point out i find it so charming i understand why 
convention is spelled the way that it is, but Kolsch <laughs> convention are it is both spelled with K, so convention yeah. with a K. I understand that German is a different language than English, <laughs> but I find it just very charming that it's called the Kolsch convention. It seems very yeah. like Rocky and Bullwinkle. To and, well, have and it spelled Cologne, that way. and Cologne spelled with a K too over there. Correct. It's just Correct. The C over with here. With a C. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, you're correct. Um, just like we were talking about, uh, you know, uh, these, like in our Scandinavian beers episode, which I think will come out after this, we do talk about how it is more correct to say something if you're not in Germany to say you're brewing a Kolsch style. So that's also yes. why you will see on cans, on bottles, breweries who aren't German breweries say that is it is a Kolsch style because technically that is the most correct way to refer to it yeah and I've been there and it was fun like to go and just try I went to Scion Gaffel and Reisdorf and like in one night oh man and which which one was it I don't think it, it wasn't oh god all right remind me when this episode's post I have the coolest videos and pictures of a guy at scion the cask master like they still have those it's the only guy who's allowed to tap the cask and pour the cask and oh. he stands behind a stoke bar oh my god jen you're gonna fucking love this video and he i feel like i've shown it to you i, I if i haven't i am sorry i've done you a disservice that <laughs> is good and i will post it on this on the comments of this video but he takes so we were there and they had to tap a new cask and these are freaking old style wood casts. Like they, the seller is in the, like in the corner behind the bar, there's a pulley that goes down and pulls the cask up from the seller, like raise it up. So it's like, oh my God, like, like, so it doesn't move that much, you know, it's like carry it up. It's so old school. And then they bring it over, put it on the bar and the cast master took the spout and took his hand and bammed it right into <laughs> wow. the freaking cast. It was amazing. And then he had a tray that he was holding, and it, it was a circle tray, and it had mm -hmm. a, like a bunch of stanges. Stange is the glass that you use when you're drinking alt beer or Kolsch beer. Mm -hmm. um, it's actually stange. Gone, Which I will also say, I know that I have told people the incorrect way to pronounce it. So anybody who's oh, yeah. hearing me now, know that I now know that it's pronounced Stange and I have done Stange. you a disservice. Well, thank you for letting me know. There you go. But anyways, he takes it and he just starts like, he opens the cast and he does this like twirly thing where he fills like each one with like a flick of a hand and he like, oh my God, it was the coolest thing I've ever seen. So that happens. And then That's we awesome. leave. <laughs> yeah, then we leave, right? We go to the next bar, which I can't remember if it was Reisdorf or, or Geffel. Feel like it was raced off, and they have a huge firkin, not a, a size bigger than a friction firkin, on the bar, and the, it's tapped. And the server, the bartender, I am just like, you know, I don't know, I don't know why he was allowing this, but he <laughs> invites me behind the bar to take a picture. I wanted a picture. That's what it was. So he allows me to come by behind the bar, and he gives me a glass to hold. And the thing, the spout is right there, like right there. And I was just like, oh. <laughs> like I went to go turn the spout and I made a look of like, oh no, that's cool. And he was like, oh no, no. <laughs> <laughs> 
and I have a picture of that moment. So I will post, I will post <laughs> the video of the guy. I have the, the video is of the guy hitting the, the spout into the cask with pouring the beer and then a picture of the other guy, of the, the, <laughs> the guy being like, Oh no, shit. So <laughs> sorry. I had to tell that story because it's just so fun. Yes, Definitely we go should, to Cologne. yes, we should do an episode on Kolsch and just like the Kobese and the, the staunch and the entire like Kolsch beer oh, yeah. garden kind of experience because halfway crooks here in Atlanta had a Kolsch beer garden uh, last weekend with all of that same thing where they gave you the coaster yes. and they, you know, made ticks on it and you got this, yeah. it came around with the trays to just switch out your glasses <clears throat> and stuff. Well, that's my next story because right up North, like 45 minutes is Dusseldorf and that's where alt beer originates and Urgy uh, stick or Urgy alt beer is a, uh, kind of one of the original styles to come out of that of that style it's been there forever so we spent a day up there um so also real quick alt beer is like kolsch it's top fermented lager uh lagered excuse me i don't want to be confused it's a top fermented it's an ale um that is lagered that is cold conditioned right Um, and we'll we'll get to steam beer slash california common next but they're basically a flip-flop of each other of the styles yes exactly and um so it's like uh and alt beer means old old ale and it just refers to the old style way of brewing it doesn't mean like old beer or anything like that um and this is going to be like a darker malted whereas kolsch is going to be lighter malted so light color versus dark color and cologne only makes kolsch and dusseldorf only makes alt beer it's so cool and they're sister cities of each other they're very close and they're very pretty we were there for one day on our trip because we were driving from uh, cologne we went to urgy and they had like we have i scheduled this but they have four tours a year that include this dinner and we, it, the day we were going happened to be one of those tours. So we like booked it and we took this amazing tour of Urgy and had this amazing like German dinner at this, these long tables, you know, and beer hall. It's fucking cool. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just loved it so much. I, you know, when you get to go to places like that and experience that stuff, it's just, mwah. But yeah, but we got to sit in the beer garden before that dinner. And like you said, they just had the server just came up. You got a coaster. They put the tick on it. I still have those coasters with my ticks on it. Um, And then at the end, you when you are done drinking, you have to take that coaster and put it on top of your glass to signal that you don't want any more beer service. Otherwise, if you get low, they just come by and switch your glass before you say anything and give you a tick and then they're goodbye. Right. But I could keep talking so much about those beers, so I'm going to stop. So, <laughs> so yes. I can move on to the. No, that's okay. Alt beer, yeah. Rachel's right. Alt meaning old, and this is one of those, another type of exception. Most German beers are lagers, but alt beer is an ale, so there are German ales. And like I mentioned, the kind of the flip of that is steam beer or California Common. Uh, so you. It's actually, you're not allowed to call it steam beer because um, Anchor Brewing in uh, in the United States, one of the first kind of craft breweries, trademarked Anchor Steam. So they trademarked the name Steam, Steam Beer. 
Uh, so you that's why you will see, or if you see a beer that's labeled as a California common, that is the same thing as what Anchor Steam is. They just have a trademark on that. So a, a steam beer, a California common, is going to be a lager yeast that's fermented at warm temperatures. And it is very, if you want a really cool sensory experiment to do, get an alt beer and get a California common and do a blind tasting side by side. Yeah, it's also idea. going to be a really good way to kind of demonstrate the nuances between a cold fermented ale and a warm fermented lager. And they are very similar beers. They look the same, they smell the same. Yeah. Um, but that's a that's always a really fun sensory experiment I like to do. But a California Common is going to be a lager strain that's uh, a lager strain fermented at warmer temperatures, and that is very much a product of the environment in San Francisco Bay, where Anchor Steam, well, Anchor Steam, Anchor Brewing wasn't the one who originated, but where the steam beer style originated was in the San Francisco Bay. Mm-hmm. And also there is the name steam beer comes from when they, God, did they, remind me, was it that they naturally ferment or carbonated some ke- beer in the kegs when they tapped it, some steam would come out? No, no. I will tell no. you that may tell be me. something that we can dig into because I know I had read that somewhere and I think yeah. I asked you and in tasting beer, that's what it said. Everywhere yeah, that's else, what it was. Everywhere else says is called steam beer because they would put it in cool ships and, and you know, put it in cool ships in the San Francisco Bay. And as it the fog rolled sense. in, it would steam. Yeah. Uh, so there are two different two different stories. So yes, the steam beer story about yes. the kegs and it making like making the yeah. when you tap the keg. That is why Dampf beer in Germany has its name. So Dampf meaning steam. Oh. So that's in Germany. If you see something called a Dampf beer, that's not the same as a steam beer or as a California common. Oh. And it got its name precisely the way you said that, you know, it, everything everything was in casks. So when you would tap it, yeah. you'd get that oh. little bit of um, not steam, of course, not but, you steam, know, like yeah. a, a spray. <laughs> yeah. So Dampf beer, that's why that has its name. California common interesting gets its name from the uh the the cool ship and the beer cooling if you go i have not actually been able to track down which one is correct in terms of california common so the Dampf beer story kind of got adopted for that so even if you go to anchor brewing's website yeah they, they say we don't have the answer yeah so gotcha. Yes, that's, that is. Well, now we know. Right. Or actually, now we don't well, know. Now, now I know. Well, now right. I know I don't know. Right, right. Now <laughs> now we know that there are two stories for where California Common steam beer. And I would say generally about like 50-50 when I ask people, hey, California Common, why is it called steam? They'll yeah. say either the, like the Dampf beer or the cool ship. Uh, and I, I have done a moderate amount of digging to see if I can find a definitive answer and I cannot find it. I love it. There's also a really good Michael Jackson episode where he does like the West coast beer, but he like does a significant portion with um, anchor brewery and with Fritz Maytag. And they take this like employee trip basically to, uh, 
Yeah, they go hop, to like Russian River, hop, don't they? I can't remember. It, it, they definitely went to like a hop farm. Yeah, they go to like wine country or something. Or some, like, yeah. like Napa Valley. Yeah, and he just gets on the bus with them and goes on and he's like, and, and I remember Fritz be, making a comment that I just thought was so cool because this guy had come from uh, apparently a lot of money, you know, he was mm-hmm. made tag and made tag dishwasher, made tag, blue cheese. Like, um, and he said, you know, there's a, I just feel like the market and this is in the time of like what 1992, like 1986, maybe I don't yeah, know. I was just say it was late. Like, 80s. Yeah. And this is like, they're on this bus taking this employee trip to the hop farm or wherever it was. I'm pretty sure it's hop farm. And he's like there, I just see all these mass produced fizzy light loggers dominating the market and I don't want that craft idea to die. And this is why I bought this brewery because I want to re, you know, I want to make craft beer thing and, and put, make it real live and like whatever. And I was just like, it's fucking cool. Yes. It's cool. Yes. So it's funny. I once met somebody who talked about how much how alt beer was his favorite style and how California common was his least favorite. And I was like, I'm going to need you to tease that apart for me because it's basically the exact same style. And it's just one of those weird. You just never know what he had. He could have had like an old bad beer that came from Dusseldorf that had not been treated well on the way way over. Maybe so. But yeah, that's... That is one of those cool, fun, fairly easy to do yes. experiments is to do a blind tasting side by side uh, because it that. is it is interesting. So, yes, you definitely have to do it. Let me know how it turns out. I will. I'm going to do it as a uh, <laughs> one of a style discrimination test with the team when we do sensory training. Oh, they will hate you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tell them to use their BJCP app. I'm like, use it. You know? Okay. Do you guys do completely blind? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I want them to like, if they know, I don't want them to like, like, obviously they're still guessing. Sure. I was just wondering if you say like, this, is this a, a Belgian double in alt beer? Oh, I give them four, four, four choices like advanced. Okay. The plot thickens. So they have, yeah. so they have some, it's not like master where you just get a beer. No. Yeah. 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 So I got two more styles for, uh, our, uh, fermentations for rules uh exceptions to the rules i'm trying not to say hybrid right <laughs> <laughs> so beer to guard uh we have had an episode on beer to guard so uh we'll just touch briefly about uh you know why it's a little bit different it's it's kind of like colchin all beer where it has an ale mostly an ale yeast string that can be fermented at cold temperatures however you can brew this with a lager yeast string um, it can be used both and you would treat the lager you string as you would, um, of course you would cold condition it and lager it. And as you would do with the ale you string. So, um, I could not tell you off the top of my head, which an example style of lager an example style of ale. Um, well, I, I guess somebody doesn't want to be a master. I know I'm working on it. I wish we could take the I test together. <laughs> I, I don't know either. I said that like a complete jerk. Yeah, and I, don't, I, I was about to ask you. you what the answer was. Yes, we, we should. We should Both ask uh, Joe at Sugar <laughs> Creek which one they have, and then ask for why, why that, oh. and why not the other. 
yeah, maybe we'll just tag him when we post this episode and he can answer that for us. Yes. Joe, do Thanks, you Joe. use an ale or lager yeast strain? He's going to say, I use an ale because it goes faster. <laughs> maybe but, so. Maybe but so. that's also one of the beers that they've long bottled. So maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. We'll find out. But you, the point is you can use either, but they're both either. If you, what, it doesn't matter which one you're going to do a long cold conditioning on that style, but there's a lot more to that style. If you want to know more, there's somewhere in our list of episodes or something about no beer to guard came out today. Today. Beer to well, guard is today. coming out. Beer to guard. Not today. You're right. Sorry. <laughs> beer to guard came out on April 5th. Right. On our today. On our today. Sorry. Your past. I just got so excited. Oh, it's there. Um, but the last style that we uh kind of similar to beer to garden says that you can use an ale or lager yeast string and it will be cold conditioned either way is Baltic Porter, which we have also done an episode on that just came out. Mm-hmm. So you can right. learn a yep. lot more. Uh, we have episodes about Scandinavian beers. So you can learn about not only Baltic Porter, but two other styles. And, um, but yeah, so breweries, I did read somewhere. I have to check and see if this is true or not. But well, I mean, I, I read it actually a couple of times when I was learning about Baltic Porters, but apparently in Russia, you are required to use the ale Easter. Yeah, you said that. And I'll I'll try to find where I found it and send you the link. Um, but yeah, so that's a thing. Uh, but you can you can use a lager yeast string. I think with the ale yeast string, it brings out some of those more fruity esters that you would be perceived in a Baltic Porter style, whereas a lager might hinder that. Um, and maybe that is just something that Russia wanted to focus on i mean i know it's very cold in russia so they have the capacity or the capability of doing longer eastern <laughs> but you do but you do anywhere now these days so right but um one other one that isn't on this list that i think is very rare and i don't know if i've ever actually seen one but american wheat beer can be an ale yeast or a lager yeast but most people since it developed as kind of that you know if you opened a brewery in 2002 you had a wheat beer you had an amber ale and your your wheat ale was always an ale Uh, but it can technically according to the guidelines it that's why it's called american wheat beer and not american wheat ale i didn't catch that yep well i'm gonna fail I'm in those <laughs> guidelines in the weeds every day. This is why we do these episodes on styles yes, that we do. But I, I have not ever come across a, an American wheat yeah. lager. I don't think I have either, but I will. I could brew one. Yeah, but it's not incorrect to make an American wheat no. beer that has lager yeast. That's very good to know. And as BJCB style, if you're entering that style, it, you should be prepared for that as a judge. It could be both. So, hmm. It does kind of make sense because it is a very clear style for a wheat beer in general versus German Hefe. Right. And that could be part of it. Um, the only other thing that I would mention is the fact that I know I touched on it based like right in the beginning of when we we're talking about this, but it's just Brett, Brett beer. Uh, wild yeast beer is going to be different than an ale or a lager yeast. And that's a whole episode on itself right. although <laughs> unless you're doing a hundred percent brett fermented beer 
even True. wild beers and spontaneous beers are still ale fermentations because that Saccharomyces cerevisiae is the one that's performing the True. primary fermentation. True. You could do a 100% bread or a mixed fermentation where you would mix it with an ale yeast drink. Correct. So Absolutely unless correct. it's 100% bread, then it will yeah. still be an ale fermentation. True. Very true. Um, well, I think that's all I got for. Um, I think so too. And I, you know, I think we kind of touched on it that neither one of us is really a fan of the term hybrid beer because it's not, they're not hybrid beers. It's, you know, beer styles generally are broken down into, like Rachel said, are they top fermenting, bottom fermenting, wild, which is still technically going to be in most cases top fermenting or top fermentation. Uh, so it's, it's really not a hybrid. And I think that for me, at least learning later what that term meant, I, it was very confusing to me to think of hybrid beers. Yeah. Because if I think of, if you tell me that a beer is a hybrid beer, I'm going to, I'm going to think, okay, it's got cider in it. <laughs> or something like it's a true some sort of or like a hybrid ale, and lager eastern right exactly <laughs> yeah. it's, it's got some sort of hybrid fermentation and that's yeah. not the case yeah so that's i i'm not i think it's easier just to learn that kolsch is an ale that is fermenting at lager like temperatures and yes. California Common is a lager that ferments at ale-like temperatures, but there's it's still a lager fermentation. Yeah. They'll use it for a specific purpose. But also pretty much all of those styles are going to go through a cold conditioning. Mm -hmm. And, you know, regardless of where they're fermenting. Right. So that's, that's something they all have in common. That's true. That's definitely true. So, yeah, I think that wraps it up for us uh, for this episode on um, I'm going to say hybrid beers again because I can hear <laughs> my dog about to start freaking out and barking so I need to wrap this up um, because they're starving to death because it's 15 minutes after their scheduled dinner time and Aww. I'm the meanest Sorry. mommy so <laughs> um, thank you again to our patrons uh, so right now we just kind of boom 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 recorded these episodes back to back uh, so we don't have any new patrons this week, but since we have three, we can say thank you, Stacy, Stephen, and Scott. Um, only patrons with S S's that start their names. And thank you all, everyone, for your support for listening. You can find us on social media at False Bottom Girls on Instagram and Facebook. You can also email us falsebottomgirls at gmail.com. You can also contact us via our cool new website, falsebottomgirls.com. And yeah, with that, I think we can wrap it up. Maybe Thank we'll you do very like much. the um, the bad bye from Seinfeld. Do you remember that when they're in no. the- um, No, I don't remember that. Down is up, black is white, the alternate universes. So <laughs> they said bad bye. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> this has been False Bottom Girls. And we make the brewing world go round.